great power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1900 Hot Dog, the final resting place of text-based comedy. I'm Robert Brockway, and I'll be playing Brockathor, the football Viking. And with me is my partner, Sean Baby, who will be playing Sean Babakiss, the wizard who deceives men with his feet. Fuck yes. Hi. <laughs> Hi. And our guest, acclaimed fantasy author of books like The Thousand Names and Ashes of the Sun, it's Django Wexler, who will be playing the role of... A loose bear. Uh, <laughs> the loose bear is pretty great. Um, it's well it's well known though that my wrestler name is Django Rexler. Django Rex. Oh, that's really good. That would be that would absolutely be your barbarian name. Yeah, yeah. You, your barbarian name is built in. Very lucky. Yeah, and I'm happy to be here. Thanks. Wait, no, it would be way too clever. Also, we're happy to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we get started, what would you like to plug today? What are you here? What are you doing lately? Where can people find me? Um, well, uh, my book, um, Emperor of Ruin, which is book three in the Burning Blade and Silver Eye series, uh, the final, the grand conclusion is coming out uh, about a week from when this podcast airs, oh my God. Um, February 28th. Uh, it's like we planned it. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> and, yeah, just coincidence. Um, and I'm super excited. I didn't have any releases last year uh, because of supply chain issues and other baby related delays. And so uh, it's like, I feels like I'm getting back in the game somehow. Um, back on yeah. it. Beat that but, apocalypse. That'll be a lot of fun. The first book is Ashes of the Sun. If you're not caught up with the series, um, you can go check it out. It'll be complete and uh, that'll be good. And then also we launched a Patreon uh, last month and we're doing like writing craft discussions with friends of mine in the industry. We Ooh. had Scott Lynch on, um, by the time this goes up, we'll have Yoon Ha Lee on. We're doing one of these a month and it's really a lot of fun. So if you go to patreon.com slash house Wexlayer, uh, W E X L A I R. Cause it's a blend of my name and my wife's who works on it with me. Uh, you can see stuff for free. There's a lot of free content. You can subscribe for the usual stuff. Uh, I see you also hate SEO and marketing. Yes. Hence <laughs> one nine hundred hot dog. Uh, it, we're tied to it. It, it. It's who we are now. Yeah. I mean, you don't right, like now, the name. Do this whole time you haven't liked the name. <laughs> I love the name. It's just that the name flies <laughs> in spite of success. Mm. <laughs> it, it destroys success, Sean. Yeah, you can't call us. You can't. You can't even really look us up. People have no. Yeah, well, I mean. Is there are there is there still such a thing as nine hundred numbers? Does that still exist? I, do I assume it's been so. replaced by some like internet based deviance. I think. I, I think there's probably room for it to be a fetish, right? Like <laughs> somebody's on somebody's on a there's landline like rotary phone fetish. Yeah, you know that <laughs> right. that, that beige. It's part of yeah. it. Yeah, I like it to um, get interrupted. Like when I'm making love to a woman on the phone, I like to get interrupted by like someone telling me it's going to be five ninety five for the next minute, and I'm like, "Yes, that's what I needed." Or that like your little brother edge. picks up the line and is like, yes. "I want to call Bob." Get off the phone, Mom! I'm jerking it. 
Um, <laughs> can I just say it's great? It's it feels like an honor being on with you guys because like I have followed um, since the old cracked days. I've been reading your stuff and uh, Sean, I guess a little even before that, back when it was just your site. Um, yeah, that's so only this like twenty seven like, like years. This is like the the OG of internet comedy that I'm talking to here. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. We we brought Django on because of we needed, of course, we needed an authority in the world of fantasy to discuss my favorite fantasy movie uh, of all of all time. Yeah, 1986's Easy. Masters of the Gridiron. Uh, this is a 15 minute, just like all the best fantasy movies, a 15 minute <laughs> short fantasy movie made by and starring the 1986 Cleveland Browns. <laughs> like all the best fantasy films. Like uh, much like all the best fantasy films. This was actually, have- uh, mo- you probably found this in your research, but this was mostly the work of Mike Babb's wife. Oh yeah. Uh, we get, yeah. we get deep into lawless. <laughs> okay. Well, I, ha- right. I have, I purposely did not read up on the lore because that's fantastic. Have, having watched it now, just just an hour ago, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 not going to be answers for some of them. There's oh, just no. they're they're philosophical at some point. Uh, I do have answers for for the the hard questions like uh, like who wrote it, uh, which was Lawless Garcia Bob Bab. How do you Bab? I'm assuming because it's Babarian. Yeah, Bab. Lawless Garcia Bab. Uh, the proceeds, she she pitched this as they had to make it because the proceeds were going to go to the United Way. Uh, she did not have a plan for what proceeds and why they would be generated. <laughs> uh, also, I'm going to call bullshit on that because I did read a story about how furious Mike Bab was when he found out that they that some of the uh, the promised money didn't come through. Like oh, he seemed to. That's Wait, not... they had to make it? Like United Way came and held a gun to No, no, no. They were just doing like a fundraising drive and really tied ah. into, into the UTA and were just looking for projects to do to fund them. And I thought it was because they saw Super Bowl Shuffle and they thought, oh, we should do something exactly like that, but with okay. no rap and maybe some Conan. Okay, that's... The real reason, <laughs> the on paper reason, is that they were <laughs> were going to to shift to share funds with the United Way. Now, uh, Lawless Garcia, Bob, it was her idea, but she also wrote it. And uh, you, if you check her screenwriting credits, you might see she is known for this. I'm going to take a wild guess. Oh, I was going to guess <laughs> Masters of the Gridiron and um, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Uh, <laughs> You won't believe this. Uh, just this. She worked on oh, just this and nothing else this. ever again. However, it was directed by a man named Randy F. Martin, who you might know from. Uh, my left foot. This. Just this. Uh, just okay. only, yes, uh. only this. Uh, nobody working on this had ever done anything before and would never try again. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, watching it, they look like they're having fun. Oh, my God. So much fun. They look like they're like, yeah, whatever. This is great. This running around rules. in barbarian costumes. Like, you know, As I you will soon that. find out, I that is 100% what happened. <laughs> so she wanted to do a fundraiser for the UTA. She originally did pitch them a music video. Uh, this was just post Super Bowl shuffle. And I'm assuming she was like, we should do a Super Bowl shuffle. And she went to the- everyone in the Bears. And their, their reply was, we're not going to do that. 
That was something that everybody did. Super Bowl Shuffle was like it, it's so big. It penetrated every that, aspect of the culture. That must have been a weird time at a lot of NFL teams. This these like groups of people, I picture them in like a locker room looking around and be like, "Well, what are we going to do?" That's exactly what happened here. That's what this is. This was their answer oh to God. the Cleveland Browns sitting around a locker room and saying, "Okay, well, what are we going to do?" And uh, it's a fantasy movie. It's fantasy movie because Lawless realized that uh, Michael was a huge Conan the Barbarian fan. So in her okay. words, uh, she says, we started to open bottles of wine and two or three hours later, we had written <laughs> all of Masters of the Gridiron. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm shocked that it could have conceivably taken three hours. I just don't I don't buy it. I don't know it- where that time went. Maybe they had a bunch of bad ideas that had to be cut. Oh, before yes, they that's a good point. Like yeah. The bear. <laughs> the bear. Bad ideas uh, that had to be cut, and then they didn't. They, they only had 15 minutes. Like, we can't cut any Well, of this, this is but... what's left, right? This <laughs> they was, all got This was the in. best. Um, so next, they so... had the, the concept of... Uh, of let's do something, something fantasy. They had written the script drunk in two hours. Uh, now they had to get the owners to approve it, which seemed impossible. So they didn't. <laughs> they just did it. Smart. No, they did not. Yeah. In Lawless's words, she says, can you imagine a bunch of NFL players out with axes, swords and swinging them in active sword battles on their days in between football games? I don't think the Browns had any idea what we were doing. They would not have allowed it. No sense. So they just person took the team yes. out to the woods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She uh, she told the owners that they were making a, a promo video, just just the, just a promo <laughs> video, care. because the Cleveland Browns had done a Christmas special the year before that went over pretty well. And since it was for this was all for charity, and since fucking nobody would have possibly imagined they'd be doing this, they were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go go make a video. And uh, then they went out to the woods. Uh, first, they had to convince the players. Uh, this was a very difficult job. Uh, Mike said, uh, the guys were in on it right away when they figured out we're going to dress in furs and carry axes. Everyone <laughs> said the same thing. Don't make me look stupid. And do I get a line? <laughs> That's it, so funny. If I was hanging out with my friends and they're like, we're making a barbarian movie today. There's no way I would say, oh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah. F- like, screw that. Who wants to go in the woods and swing axes around? <laughs> Especially okay. if all of your friends were exclusively huge guys. Like, I got to use this. <laughs> right? yeah. I built this for a reason. <laughs> okay, Here, here's my question. Don't waste the meat. I don't know very much about football. Were the Cleveland Browns any good at this time? At this time, feels... they were. Okay, it yeah, feels different good. if this is like a beloved championship team versus like the team that everyone hates. It was both. I looked okay. it up uh, last night, and in the last 20 years, they are officially the worst team in the NFL. However, oh, during this right. time, but they were in, in contention. They were yeah, in yeah, contention. Yeah, yeah. They were a playoff like... team. Maybe not yeah. the Super Bowl, but they were a playoff team. No, they were See, almost They almost made the Super Bowl this year, but not quite. See, I, I went to school and lived in Pittsburgh for 10 years, and like crapping on Cleveland was like a, a thing in Pittsburgh. Right. Um, and so my my view of Cleveland is somewhat biased. I think that's a thing everywhere except for Cleveland and maybe also Cleveland. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> Cleveland Browns, you might not know this. They The team got their name because uh, the town touches Lake Erie, which is made out of diarrhea. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you what? The ruler of the city by the diarrhea. 
we used to describe Pittsburgh as like the city motto was Pittsburgh. It could only be worse in Cleveland. <laughs> and you were right. You were right. Yeah. Well, now that we know this was a project conceived based on nothing except for maybe exploiting a fad that happened a year before and firmly nobody liked anymore by that point and written drunk in two hours and <laughs> by a non-writer uh, by a non-writer did this for and the first someone time with a lot of head damage uh against possibly against the wishes of the owners certainly mm-hmm. not advised and uh recruiting just a bunch of huge guys who wanted to have fun in the woods with weapons that sounds I, that sounds like the perfect recipe sounds great well i also assume so like they go into the woods and they they fight ninjas for some reason or samurai it mm-hmm. looks like right. which i'm assuming is like the cleveland metro area karate club oh cuz it looks like they that's okay. get into that. I do sure. have answers for that. Oh, oh okay. okay. I, do, I I await them. Let's uh let's get into the movie itself. Uh it starts off like all the best movies, uh just a bunch of foggy druids and synth music that morphs into <laughs> the Cleveland Browns uh hanging out in their locker room having fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this because it's it's manly in a very 1986 way. And that like <laughs> looking at it today it just seems like everyone's about to fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like one of them's brushing his hair in the mirror and then he just fucking loses it. Like he explodes with so much sexual ferocity that he tears his shirt off and starts brushing his chest hair. And it's not explained. It's just like, like all this passion around him. It's just fucking tearing him up. I like the top gun effect. (laughs) Yes. The top gun effect. Absolutely. Uh, But it's also, it's kind of tender. Like they're rubbing each other's feet. They're kind of snuggling. Like Last of Us episode three is getting all this credit for being a touchy love story between men, but Cleveland Brown (laughs) affected it in 1986. 40 years ago. (laughs) The guy that explodes his shirt for no reason other than, I guess, sexual tension. uh, That's Dan Fike. And we'll we'll need to remember that one in particular. A lot of fikes in this movie. A lot of fikes in this movie. Uh, Mike is there. Uh, he's reading Conan comics and making faces like he's never even heard of stories <laughs> yeah. before. It's he's just blowing his mind. What the? Did this all fucking happen? <laughs> uh, when their coach comes in and reads a message from the mayor that boils down to, I'd really like you to bring home a championship ring to Cleveland, which is just yeah. <laughs> like the mayor said, well said. The mayor says, oh, I don't know what to tell those meatheads. Hey, win the football game or whatever. Get the fuck out of my house with this shit. Not anyway, that's can. the message from the mayor. <laughs> you from... can do it. Just do it. Just, just I'd if like you don't, it. I'm you all killed. <laughs> I'd love it if it did happen. Anyway, this is expert foreshadowing for what what the whole thing is about. <laughs> uh, the Browns take the field, and we cut to a chubby, bearded drunk cheering just half shirtlessly. He's what I can only describe as a Cleveland ten. A uh, robed hand taps him <laughs> on the shoulder, demands he sits down, and he does. And this is the first of a few funny bits that completely break the premise if you think about them at all. So don't. And, I'd, and I'd never like return to. either. <laughs> uh, right. There's some football. I feel like that's a time traveling skeleton from Mike Babb's future concussion visions. Yes, yeah, right? that's exactly like, what it is. Okay. I mean, that's, my, that's the way I read it. And you're thinking about it, which I just told you not to do. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, wasn't I didn't listen. It. I didn't. My, my exact response was "fuck you," <laughs> and now you have a time traveling concussion skeleton from uh, 
from CTE World visiting the past <laughs> to watch the game where he was born, I guess. <laughs> I feel like that works in canon. I don't even need an explanation. <laughs> he belongs here. Uh, just if you think about any one thing from their premise, they break it immediately. <laughs> or it was an unrelated skeleton. Right. Unrelated in skeleton. In a black yeah. Who's just like, Get, sit the fuck down so I can watch the football game. <laughs> yeah. We didn't think this through. Uh, <laughs> next, they cut to, cut to some football. And like, I, we're, I want to say three minutes, four minutes into the movie. Like yeah. I would have, of my own volition, I absolutely would have turned this off by now if I didn't know where it was going. And like, can you imagine the person I'd be if that had happened? Because <laughs> you, you you make a point that there there is no there is no point or narration or anything. You're just like, what what am I looking at? It's the locker room footage. There some random football footage. Like, there's no story at this point at all. I would think it was like B roll for some sort of yeah. documentary that was being made of them. Like maybe a behind the scenes of of well, a documentary it, that had a point. Like the football stuff is definitely just B-roll. Like they, mm -hmm. I'm sure they didn't go out and shoot new football scenes. They probably no, have no. those. No, it's true. But then they they don't like segue it or have. They're just like we're gonna play a nope. game and then stock footage football. It's such a weird intro for what is a very weird project already. And it it's just I'm, I'm just imagining the world where I where I turned this off and was like not for me <laughs> because the very next thing that happens. Football is Mike takes a bad tackle and loses consciousness and we are transported to his concussion yeah. world. To, to now, see, this is this is real. Like, um, I'm not a big football guy, but I have been concussed many times while thinking about Conan. And so this is <laughs> very authentic to me and my experience. Well, I'm just, just nostalgic for a time when, you know, people getting the hit on the head in football matches was like whimsical fantasy <laughs> right, and yeah. it didn't lead us to be like, why are we, you know, why does yeah. this keep happening? It's just a funny why setup. Why is it allowed? You know, now, now that you mentioned that's sort of a theme of this whole video is like all the punchlines are these traumatic, terrible things like people getting hurt or murdered or concussed with no like second thing to make it absurd or funny. Just like, hey, isn't it funny that that guy died? All right. Yeah. Now that that punchline landed, keep keep it moving. Yeah, if you uh, if you made this today, I think it would be Sucker Punch. I think it would be Zack Snyder's Sucker <laughs> <Jesus>. Punch. <laughs> That's probably where he got the idea. <laughs> but then Mike Babb has to like die on the operating table, <laughs> which he might have by the end of this movie. He, he might have just died there. Uh, so he takes a, a bad tackle and slips off into a concussed dream world that doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, anyway, we have that sound clip. On to the plane of battle! Oh, that's On not to the plane of battle! Oh, but that's cool. <laughs> On to the plane of battle! Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> On to the plane of battle! Huh. It's oh, weird. It's so weird that they're What is battle? he saying? <laughs> uh, I think he's saying onto the planet of battle. On to the plane of battle! Oh, onto the planet yeah. of battle. Planet that's of battle. what he's saying. Planet is a weird way to put it. <laughs> Alright, the it's real one. World now. Building. Okay. Wake up. Arise, Batarian, O great warrior. I must send you on a journey. A journey that will test all of your warrior skills. A journey? What is this great journey you seek to send me on, O ruler of the city by the lake called Erie? Barbarian, I beseech you to take your warrior clan in search of a great ring. A ring that is only worn by those known as the Masters of the Gridiron. Oh, 
Not to the planet of battle. <laughs> How does that keep happening? I did. I didn't even upload that one. That clip is so good. It. it establishing how wrong the tone is like it's just it's so silly but they're all taking it really seriously and failing spectacularly at that goal uh it, it, there's a lot of ways this, this could have gone wrong and it kind of did all of them is what i'm trying to say i guess i didn't put together the first time i watched it i didn't put together that the ancient druid king is the mayor of cleveland <laughs> oh is he really <laughs> well that's that's the the conceit of the story is that oh no he but is... it's not like the real life mayor oh no no mayor. It, not the guy that would be funny the, you know what it was <laughs> fucking i dare you to check i dare anybody to check i dug into this for so long i have all of the information there is about it uh yeah it was come at me awesome come i like the, the source that disputes it. they call him barbarian uh, but there was a, a like a part in the crowd uh, called Babs Barbarians that they would show up to the games and uh, dress up like Vikings or whatever. And so I just like how in this stupid movie, Mike Babs' wife comes up with a better name for them than like the actual fan group. Like <laughs> they could have been Barbarians, but no, they were the Babs Babs Barbarians. It's fucking it's right there the whole time. <laughs> and he got he got his identity shit. from a bunch of housewives that made it up for him. <laughs> well, did, he didn't start it did those guys like feel bad afterwards like they watch this and they're just like oh that's much better <gasps> it's right there the whole time we're assholes the one guy who got overruled was like I told you guys <laughs> but uh, like if his name was this could have been so different his name was like Mike Gremlin or something and then it'd be like <laughs> that'd be the whole it'd be a whole gremlin spoof no, you have no idea how correct you are, but but all in due time. <laughs> you uh, found gremlin. You found gremlins in your research. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, we'll we'll get there. Oh God! <laughs> so he's been the druid king of Cleveland has given him his his assignment to go find the mysterious ring, which is in possession of the Lord of the League, who uh, I guess. I'm trying to figure out who that is in terms of his like concussed interpretation of reality. Right. And it's got to be just some sort of commission ruler. Yeah. Right, just like an NFL, NFL owner. It would have to be. And he, his concussed brain is interpreting that as an evil wizard who forces strong men to fight each other. I mean, you know, uncomfortably true. Uncomfortably true. <laughs> Plus one so, bear. Given the league player relations, Mike right? Bab is like, is getting it right in his subconscious. He's working yeah. some shit out. It's so funny how they made such good art on accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they really did. My question, like every time I saw stuff I didn't understand, I assumed it was like an in joke. Mm -hmm. Like when we actually see the evil league lord of the league, I'm like, is are we making fun of a specific guy? But I, hearing your description, I don't think so. I think I it's don't. just random. There is one inside joke uh, that they okay. were so proud of, they tried to pull some some trickery and bullshit to get even more credit for it. Uh, but that's it. That's the only. That's like the one thing that I they had. Like, you know, there occasionally the rich guys who own these things get like parodied, right? You know, I don't know Seinfeld and Steinbrenner. <laughs> this is a very cool yeah. parody. Or if, yeah. If so, <laughs> okay. So casting tasked... Tiny Tim is really mean spirited. If you're like making fun of somebody, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a hate crime. Uh, 
he's tasked with assembling his warrior clan to search out for the ring. So he will have to do battle with the lo- the Lord's beasts, such as uh, bears, rams, and falcons, which <laughs> clearly is, is <laughs> them tempting yeah. to do a little joke. But also implies that in this fantasy world, he's going to have trouble taking out some falcons, which uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. Falcons uh, can't take a punch. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, if you ta- if you tackled a falcon, <laughs> I don't think it'd get back up. Even if you put a little helmet on it, yeah. which, oh, but, that'd be adorable. They weigh like seven pounds. Like I don't, I don't like their chances in the fist fight. Can you take these? Ba- yes. <laughs> yeah, Whack. I'm fine. Just jumping volleyball, spike them right down to the earth. Ironically, uh, they'd probably be better in a game of football if they could carry a ball. Because good luck catching one. Yeah, I don't. It's a good I point. Maybe two of them on a line. Think, I don't think that's been done yet. Which is ain't crazy. no rules about putting a hawk in a football game. <laughs> the FFL, we could do this. The Falcon Football League. <laughs> so Barbarian plays a ram's horn to summon his mighty warriors. Uh, from the plains of past Russian came the huge Golikon, who's Bob Golik, Puzmong, Dave Pazzoli. And Hairstone, Carl Hairston. <laughs> Hairstone's my favorite. It sounds like a really old timey insult. <laughs> like the names and the like, the places they come from are the best. That's the mm-hmm. the cleverest part of the whole. They're thing. having fun, and you can tell it took them. Like that's why this took two hours. Like, mm-hmm. That's this is where the two hours were, where they were like, oh, I don't know what to call this. They also drew an adorable little map. That kind of is yeah. like meant to resemble the like Lord of the Rings map. It got a fantasy world map. I would love to have this map, oh, just a copy of this map on my wall. It even uh, looks like it was drawn on on a bar napkin. Like it, it just looks so <laughs> childish and lazy. I'm sure it, uh, they were drunk on wine. I'm sure it is just a stained wine That's napkin. That's probably true. The, what's weird is when they when they show the plains of past Russia, past Russian. Uh, they show the three big men, and they're like kind of just. Slowly killing a shirtless man in the they woods. Are just, <laughs> they're just barehandedly <laughs> trying just... to rip a normal sized man apart. In just in jeans, shirtless yeah, and in je- jeans. jeans. <laughs> and for no reason. What are you guys filming? Why are you doing this? They're all just totally mutely pulling this man apart. You're like, what? how do how do they recruit that guy? You're like, I need you to lay down here and let these three huge dudes wail on. Wait, wait, wait! I just had an idea. Take your shirt off. Pop that shirt off. Let's really get this scene. We'll take it off for you. <laughs> oh man, just the perfect. But now you know everything you need to know about the characters and that they're just mute killing machines. <clears throat> all right, from the hills of Linebacker. Pause for groans. Uh, comes Clay Rock, Clay Matthews, and Scott Nicholas as Nikolai. Did not quite get the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Almost really get the worse. Almost less barbarian. Yeah, that's did just they come up name. with the names themselves, or did she come up with them? They had to have come up with them themselves. I will accept. Everyone come up with your barbarian name. And I'll yeah. tell you why I believe that. It's because next up, from the village of Recivus, it's Ozzy <laughs> Newsome as... <laughs> The magical wizard. Yeah. Okay. See, I took, yeah, I took this. Is, this is world building. I think in this world, sorcerers are not given names. I think that's uh, what, what they're trying they to say. They don't reveal their name, their true names. Right. Because, you know, it gives you power. Over so them. defensive linemen are sex murderers. And <laughs> linebackers are like woodsmen. And then wide receivers are nameless sorcerers. I think that's just just what we know so, so far. So we put, 
he put too much thought into it, whereas Scott <laughs> Nicholas put no thought into it. They were this he turned up with like like a no- black and white notebook full of ideas. <laughs> they're, they're like, like uh-huh. he, he got the fantasy thing so hard that maybe he lost track of the football part. Like, uh, he's like, oh. I've, I've got stats and all this stuff. I wrote it up. In D&D. I believe all of that because when he, he teleports in, he's the only one with magical powers. He teleports in and he's already in like 10 times the costume of anybody else. Yeah. And that's not saying a ton <laughs> about his costume. It's just. Yeah. Ozzy Newsom owns a pouch of dice. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's where they say he is able to deceive men with quickness of foot which he illustrates by jogging at perfectly normal speed <laughs> while laser sound effects go off. I was mesmerized and tricked. I, I believe it. I was, that's the deceit is you think he's going mm-hmm. so fast. But no, baby, that's just the laser sound effects. Uh, from the town of Corta, the javelin thrower Pagalion, uh, Mike Pagal, whips a javelin off screen and there's a scream like, oh no, he killed a man. But it was never shown what he was throwing at, so you assume he's throwing at a right. man anyway. Yeah, so and they like, changed his mind, I guess. Or at least he hit a man, whatever he was throwing at. <laughs> yes, he hit a man, but they forgot that's that's what we're working with here. They forgot that a joke needs a setup. They were just like, that's a good punchline. Let's do that. He killed he killed the guy. That's what I'm talking about. He just killed the guy, and they're like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from the minds of Offensia comes Fike the Fierce, who is Dan Fike. Remember, let's keep an eye on right. Dan Fike. Uh, Mac Mollis, Kevin Mack, and Ernest Biner as Thor. Uh, Fike, and when once they're announced, Fike and Mac Mollis pull out swords. And in the best moment, I, I guess, of anything I've ever seen, it's Ernest really Biner funny. reaches off camera and comes back with a shotgun. <laughs> it's I weird was- that this joke works, right? I was waiting for them to pay that joke off because they had the right right at the end. He's about to fight one last guy. And if that guy came out with his shotgun and blew the bad guy away, I would have laughed my ass off. You're thinking of you're thinking of Chekhov's gun, but this is Ernest Biner's gun, which means (laughs) that it doesn't get paid off later. Yeah, yeah. I I like my gun. They follow up the javelin murder joke with "Ha ha, I have a fucking gun joke." And like it somehow works, and I loved it. <laughs> it was, I don't know. It's because he sells it so well. He doesn't just reach it's back good. and come back with a shotgun. He does this pause uh-huh. where he stares blankly at the camera for like all, like thirty seconds, and then cocks the shotgun and grins like a maniac and runs away <laughs> and just starts off frame. <laughs> just starts off like, oh, I'm off to mischief yeah. with my loaded shotgun. Yeah. That's how you run with deceit, Ozzy Newsome. Got a last Boy Scout this thing. Uh, <laughs> And from the hamlet of Interceptus comes Dixonus, Hanford Dixon, uh, feared for the viciousness of his attacks. And then uh, he takes a bunch of little quick steps towards us, unsheaths a samurai sword, and then barks like a Pomeranian. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy that he does. I forgot about that. I think I made you a clip for that on the soundboard. I I think you did. Let me find it. And from the backfields of the hamlet of Interceptus came Dixonus feared for the viciousness and quickness of his attack. <laughs> and they all came forth before Beberi to hear of their great journey. Hear me, warriors of the clan of Modella. We are about to begin our quest for the ring worn by the masters of the gridiron. Let any man weak of heart be gone from us, for the journey will be a dangerous one. Must be from the USFL. <laughs> <laughs> Barbarian! 
We are the warrior clan of Modella, and we will go forth as one and fight to the death if we must. <laughs> so first, let's cover the tiny bark. We we can't let the tiny bark go. Yeah. He mouths he lip syncs that bark. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's amazing. That brings up so many questions. Did he pick the bark in advance? <laughs> right? He has to know what the bark is to lip sync the bark. Is the editor fucking with him? And if so, <laughs> I, how big is his balls? That's Andrew Dixon. <laughs> I'm gonna go with he was like, I wanna like do a cool dog bark and like He's picturing like a big deep bark (laughs) for whatever reason their editor put in a pomeranian. I believe this became a trademark of his. Uh, Like he barked after this. Uh, It became a trademark after? After this. Uh, That's what it seems like. He would pull a samurai sword every play after this. I would argue that dog isn't even really mad. Like it doesn't even sound like a mad. No, it's like a happy pomeranian. It's like a you have a ball and you won't quite give it to me, Bar. It's. I don't know if it's an intentional joke on their part. It was very funny. It works. What is not very funny, and uh, they play off as unintentional, is that bit you hear next, where I'll set up what happens. So Mike Bab is the barbarian. Is giving his big speech, let any warrior weak of heart be gone from us, for the journey will be a dangerous one. And then somebody just kind of passes out and falls over. And just waka waka. And another player quips, instantly, like stepping on the fall, must be from the USFL. And they all laugh. Laugh yeah. and laugh. And yeah, uh, that's, some, that's some real corporate stand-up shit. That's like, how's everyone tonight? I'm a, I'm a little tired. I was up all night spilling... Popcorn like Clarence Weathers on a flight to Denver. <laughs> so well, they they would have you believe this was ad libbed. They think they they want to say that the the man I don't know who it was that falls over legitimately just tripped standing on that hill, and the other guy ad libbed that line. But watch <laughs> it, you can hear it. There's no way it happens yeah, like instantly. Crazy and, ADR, yeah. And also, yeah, it's clearly really bad ADR over the audio. So he ad-libbed ADR later, I guess, is maybe the implication. It's weird that they want, like, he's a master improv comedian to be the story <laughs> that comes out of this. They're, like, I found multiple interviews where everybody's telling what? that. Is there a context for that joke? Oh, I think like, at the time. quotation um, marks around it. I think the USFL was poaching NFL players at the time. They were trying to become okay, like, it's like, yeah, it must be like another football league. I don't yeah, I have no yeah. idea what the USFL is. Yeah. I think it's just an, another failed football league. Like, uh, okay. like the world league or the XFL or whatever. Like, and it do come back XFL. later when they talk about it and say they regret that they just weren't thinking about it very much because it turns out the USFL was like good for their rights as players ultimately. Right. <laughs> To have like some competition, and uh, well, we regret that. We regret that one a little. We just weren't thinking about it. We weren't <laughs> thinking about it really hard. I mean, that's probably true. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. It's why I only watch lingerie football. Anyway, on to the plane of battle. <laughs> <laughs> that actually—that's the first and only context-sensitive time I will use that clip. That's actually what happens. A random guy stands up and screams. Onto the planet of battle, and uh, everybody runs away. It worked. Whatever he said, they it's what they wanted to hear. Everybody gets a line. They just look so awesome as shit. They're like the all jacked 270 pound, 275 pounders 
And they're like in this really low effort LARPing stuff, but like, it's really sincere, but they're just having so much fun. I don't know. I love just it. Just jogging with the boys through the Ohio forests. Yeah. It's, and I like get with fur boots and yes, horned helmets and axes. And I could see how hard it must have been to talk them into that. But then afterwards, like the 50 players who didn't go must have felt like total assholes. Like, God damn it, you guys. <laughs> I wish I'd gone to that. <laughs> that looks like so much goddamn fun. <laughs> now, they did uh, rent out the estate. I think it's called Squire's Castle, where they filmed a lot of the where they filmed all of the like in and about the castle scenes. But the rest of this is just like National Park and Forest which they did not shut down. So it is possible that you were out hiking and saw the Cleveland Browns in barbarian gear <laughs> all running at you in sync, screaming onto the or, planet of battle. Or gently barking. <laughs> or gently barking. I don't know which one's scarier. Uh, but you immediately, of course, shat yourself. And they all, that's what happened. That's that guy from the start. <laughs> that's the guy they found when they're out running around. guy that they started <laughs> Just started manhandling him. Let's get this guy. That's just what they do when they're not supervised. Yeah. Now there's this, uh, when Tiny Tim comes out as the wizard, he has a slave girl with him that carries around the Super Bowl ring. And this is going to sound crazy, but I don't think anything up to this point was embarrassing until now. And as soon as she opens her mouth, it just sort of hits you that, oh my God, this is humiliating. Everything about this is so embarrassing. And I don't know, it's... It's maybe her bad acting. Maybe it's just adding that female energy to like this. Hey, we're just boys fucking around in the woods type energy. But it just like derailed the whole vibe of this this film for me. I think the first derail happens when the when the Lord of the League turns around, takes off his hood and it's tiny Tim. And he, yeah. he says, you're right. OK, he says, I'm not going to do it. But he says, hi, fellas. Welcome to my nightmare in a way that sounds like he's ironically welcoming hunks to a, like a pool party. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, wait, like this is the part where I'm like, is this a like a bit? Like, is he doing some other like an impression? Right. Well, all these tops did need to meet a bottom eventually. Is how I took it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna be a rough him. party. Yeah, that's gonna be a bad one. Uh, Dixonus is immediately, but just about to cut him when Barbarian stops him and says he has powers beyond those of mortal men. Only he doesn't. We never see them. He never does anything. We, we just don't have the budget yeah. for that. Uh, so they demand the ring and he brings out uh, a small woman I can only describe as a Cleveland 10. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, has the, she has the ring and Tiny Tim looks at the ring and reads them a short poem about the ring and about how much he loves football. And it's just a, it's a wonderful moment. Oh yeah, he rhymes for a while. Mm-hmm. Did you, I think I pulled a clip for this. I think you we mean to have the ring of the masters of the gridiron. Great line delivery. Yeah, love it. Come forth, my fairest, and let the clan of Modella gaze at the treasure they seek. Yes, my lord. Behold, the great ring. <laughs> See, it's like, what are we doing here? That's when she comes <laughs> so out and says sad. that. You're like, okay, what the yeah, fuck? What? We got it. I think it's honestly it's because men. she's. She's the first one who doesn't seem like she's into it. Like, right. you know, their line delivery is bad, but at least they're like, yeah, we're having fun. They're it's so like, enthusiastic. It's I like you're it. playing D&D and everyone's kind of getting into their role playing. Mm-hmm. And then like your, your, you know, friend comes in and is like, right. Ugh, what are you guys doing? Like your playing? mom. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, you killed it. She does have yeah. the energy of somebody leaning over your, like a big sister leaning over your shoulder and reading your D&D script out mm-hmm. loud, like the next line yeah. of it. 
Here's the great ring. Really good. Really good, <laughs> Tiny Tim. <laughs> Fucking nerds. Yeah, but they do sort of save it because the next thing that happens is uh, Tiny Tim demands the Cleveland Browns, which is 30 barbarians and one wizard, have to fight like a fucking full state park of Cleveland's least fuckable adult karate class. And now, it rules. I, would, I would describe them as Cleveland tents, every single one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, okay. I, I think our our descriptions can stand side by side. Least fuckable yeah, in a Cleveland tent is... The only one who doesn't get a ten is the bear. <laughs> uh, no, no i think that bear can get it did you see it wrestling yeah. mike bab that was, oh. yeah, was a beautiful scene so yeah beautiful. The, the shots, they look to the forest and you expect the callback to be like okay you're gonna fight like rams falcons and bears exactly as they said only it's just a bunch of doughy like 1980s karate freaks oh, so good. <laughs> and, and they're all it dressed in so samurai funny. garb like when that scene first pops into frame, you're like, I can't believe how funny this is. This thing that I'm looking at, I can't believe it's really happening. It's the best day of my life. Only it gets way funnier because yes. they, they stand off for like a long, quiet second. And then they enter battle as Yacht Rock busts <laughs> into the soundtrack twice as loud as the rest of the audio. It's so fucking great. <laughs> the, songs, the song's about like secret lovers and finding heroes. It's so, so not about football or wizards. It's, it's by a band called the Michael Stanley Band. It's The song is called Hard Die the Heroes, which is why they picked it, thinking, sweet, Hard Die the Heroes sounds like like we don't need another hero or something. It's, it's about heroes. Only the whole song is about how he misses his lover and he's not even going to try to find another. And they, they got video footage of him that is intercut with this montage of these just giant angry barbarian men fighting with fucking used car salesmen and retired boat painters. <laughs> it's all intercut with the Michael Stanley band. And Michael Stanley looks like fucking like Benny Loggins out there. Yeah. He's just yeah. Yeah. He's fucking real... Bingo Loggins for sure. <laughs> well, and they're, in Michael Stanley is in the empty football stadium. And it's empty. Song. God, that cracks me up that it's empty. <laughs> like he couldn't draw. You could not fill out a crowd for that. So they're just wandering around this empty football stadium. Intercut. It's it's art. It's pure art. Intercut I, with all of this. I genuinely cannot believe how funny this whole part is. Like every decision they make makes me laugh. Now, I think you have... Let's see if you have a sound clip for this. Look to the field, millions of Modella. Your enemies await you. <laughs> you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's like a stealth part. There's a bear wrestling a man here. Or fights.
God, it's awesome. <laughs> like if, if there was a just listening to that song, like if there was a South Park episode where like Randy Marsh started a band, <laughs> that's the song. He's got that nasal. I love that you put the whole song on there. Why would I like, not? I could have stopped where, where it. Would at I have any stopped point. it? Yeah, where, you didn't. I didn't. How could I? I? <laughs> that's anyway. That's the entire fight scene. This this song plays over it, which is the but most also, perfectly eighties thing that has ever been. You're absolutely but also they right, kept Daniel. they they keep all of the uh, the sound of the fights themselves. Like like they're doing choreography, really really bad choreography, uh, like really deliberate and like twenty steps, and and so you can kind of hear their their sticks slapping each other and people kind of grunting and the bear is there and sometimes it makes noises and all that audio is just dumped on top of the uh, song. It's pure chaos. I love it so much. Okay. So what happens in the montage? Uh, For some reason, tiny Tim's woman turns on him and like it never even crossed their mind to explain why that might've happened. Here's what I think, (laughs) what I think we, I think we're supposed to infer that she just found out what other men could look like, aside from Tiny Tim. <laughs> you lied to me! <laughs> I, I think that's what that is. I think she was like a forest. You said you were a 10. <laughs> you, you said you were a Cleveland 10. Yeah, you left true, out all of them. It's all she'd ever seen curve. was Tiny Tim and all these adult samurais. And she's like, who knew that there was a giant barbarian? You're right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> out there ruining the curve for all of Cleveland. Bumping them down to Cleveland sevens, oh, which is the I meanest just, thing I've ever said. About really so, uh, but again, someone brought a real bear here and they just yeah. placed among this chaos. I would say the maximum amount of chaos. Like you can't have more chaos than this. And someone's just let's unchain the bear and put it in the hands of a fucking concussed NFL player. As Mike slow dances with it, like there's no other term for what they're doing. I think it's supposed to be wrestling. They say it's supposed to be wrestling, but paired with this song and that gentle swaying motion, <laughs> it's clearly supposed to be love. <laughs> so, and, and like that, that was where I was like, okay, like all the stuff that we'd seen so far would be like, okay, this is all within reach of your average, like, sixth grade home movie. Uh-huh. Right? You know, it's just, except obviously that all the guys are six foot six and 270 pounds or whatever. They're I think all we giants. all filmed a version of this when we were children, for sure. Right. But then, like, they get out to the forest and there's a bear. Like, how does the, where did the bear come from? <laughs> the bear is my favorite part. Mike Babb says this later. He says, uh, Tiny Tim was a unique individual, which fucking everybody uh you think he was a little weird uh tiny tim was terrified of the bear and would not come down from the top of squire's castle until the bear was back in his trailer he thought the bear wanted to eat him (laughs) sure however i don't know if that's what makes tiny tim unique mike (laughs) that can you believe it? Well, Mike Babb thought so because specifically he was wrestling with that bear between takes just for fun. Nobody told him to do that. They cut in the footage later. <laughs> oh Wait, but that's the only footage the bear is in. So what was the what was no, the bear supposed to do? It's like chained up uh, behind the battle. Like in the back of the battle, right. there's a little oh, like there's okay. a tiny piece of wood driven into the ground with like a chain, and the bear is just going fucking nuts as these like karate everybody flips and runs around okay. and screams like they are so close to being mauled by that bear. 
So they they brought a bear out and they were like, but we can't actually have it fight, right? Like, that's obviously a bad idea. And then he just like did it anyway. And then he like undoes the chain. The bear has nothing on him in that. The bear is totally like free to do whatever it wants with Mike Babb. And he's just there slow dancing with it. Like, come on down, Tiny Tim. Don't be a coward, man. This bear is the best dancer I've ever seen. (laughs) Just Where did the bear come from? Why do they have a bear? That is a good question. Did you find that? (laughs) No, of course not. Of all the interviews, they sit down and Mike Babb, who wrote this fantastic screenplay? No one thought to ask, why is there a fucking bear among you? Where did you get the bear? They found it in the forest. I think think Ernest Biner brought his own shotgun and bear. That's what I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can plainly see um, the uh, karate nerds got to choreograph this scene. Because yes. they make themselves look like total badasses. Yes. Just 90% of this fight is these fucking doughy karate men, Cleveland tents, everyone, just beating the absolute shit out of the out of the Browns. And it's the there's, least believable thing I've ever seen. There's a lot where it's like when you have two idiots like filming a fight scene, they'll just kind of slap weapons against each other and think, oh, this will look super cool on the film. So there's a lot of the fight like that, but then there's a ton that's like, so many steps like trip, stab, dodge, roll, roll, counter kick. And it, it sort of sucks, but in a really fun way. Uh, I don't know. I feel like asking the Cleveland Browns to do this should have gotten someone killed, but it didn't. They fucking did it. They're like, hey, Mike Baba, yeah, I'm going to take this stick and swing it at you and you'll block, then counter block, then X block. You're like, yeah, this is a great idea, local karate man. <laughs> he's going to just pull you apart. <laughs> like, yeah, they're going to say action and he's going to pull off your arms. <laughs> He's like the bear. It's it's bear rules. Same thing. You I did Cleveland Browns with bear rules. I did find something about one of the karate men. I don't know if you found this. Uh, did you read anything about Hold, Richard Fight? Yes. Hold okay. on to that Excellent. for the entire bonus podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, so these the huge man beasts, they like barely turn it around against the doughy karate, karate nerds. And they prevail in just the toughest battle they've ever had against against the least opponents they've ever had. And then it's, then it starts getting intercut with some football as if to say, this is what football is like for them. It's like the battle with tiny karate nerds. Oh, I get it. Do you remember uh, Gladiator when that came out in theaters? Uh, they would advertise that uh, in during NFL games with like, they'd show a gladiator battle, gladiator battle. And then they cut it with like a football play and they would like sl- smash back and forth as if like, oh, Oh, I get it. Like football is like modern day gladiators. Like they, they were, the visual metaphor was really like driven home. And I feel like that's what they're doing here. It's like, I, I feel like football nerds will, will attribute it to other like glorious acts of violence. So I get it. Football's like a loose unplanned melee with karate nerds. I understand. Yes. And that the bear symbolizes the lions from the arena. <laughs> it's a modern day mauling. I get it now. <laughs> Uh, not something you want to think about for more than a second again like yes nothing everything breaks the premise if you think about it at all so don't do that stop doing that uh (laughs) tiny tim senses they're about to win so he flees with the ring and barbarian goes after him uh i think you have that clip in here i did victory is near barbarian but look the evil lord he flees look the evil lord the lord is mine <laughs> fucking Lord ghosts and ghouls ass music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so good. So he chases- you got to picture them back to back. When they said that, they were like back to back fighting off the last of the samurais. <laughs> if you didn't immediately assume yeah, that, I don't know knew. what's wrong with they you. They knew. Let's do soon. So he pursues them into the castle and they did get permission to film in the castle, but did not bring lighting equipment for it. So all the rest of this is completely black, just completely black <laughs> and muffled. Uh, the, the woman pleads, who has not been, why would you name her? Pleads for Tiny Tim to give Bab the ring. But he says, Tiny Tim says, there's one more fight. The final ultimate battle you won't survive. And it's another overweight karate nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That was the supporting. I was like, come on. <laughs> do, Give him a different costume. Do anything. He be wearing like, like a football that. helmet or something. Anything. They didn't even give him like shoulder pads or something. You could have given him anything. Give him could credit. You not get like one player from a rival team and like his football gear. <laughs> no, no like, of course oh. you could. Uh, you want me to do what? In the woods? No. No, just no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through this before. It's not, you're not getting me. Uh, give the, give the karate nerd props. He really fucking sells the Bruce Lee, bring it on thing. And then they yeah. cut to the fight and Barbarian just punches him in the face like eight times and then stabs him. It's not like played like it's a joke, but it's the funniest moment in the movie. <laughs> it's the first time that looks like, oh, that is what would actually happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, Tiny Tim betrays him. He's like, hey, you owe me a Super Bowl ring for killing all those samurai nerds and one bear. And and Tiny Tim's like, no. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess that's the the act two. The, the... Well, it finally gives, he, and he finally gives the woman a name. Do you remember her name? Uh, uh, no. Uh, it's Ring Wench. <laughs> <laughs> I would have got, I guess I remember that now that you mentioned it. <laughs> Uh, and then <laughs> Tiny Tim. Is that her credit? Is that it? Is she credited as wink, Ring Wench? Uh, no, she's not credited as wink, Ring Wench because uh, she's not credited. <laughs> <laughs> that that had to have been someone's like niece or something, right? I don't know. There's lots of people's fucking nephews in this, and they're credited. All of the stuntmen are credited. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh shit! So Tiny Tim betrays him and bashes Bab over the head, knocking him out and sending him back to reality, where he wakes up implying like that's the only there's only one metaphor to pull from this and it's implying that repeated cte strands football players between worlds to battle delusions uh-huh. and like that's a little on the nose did they know yeah. they were doing that in 1986 well uh i think nfl doctors still use that procedure to this day <laughs> i think he, just they're like on the oh. head again <laughs> yes this guy has a concussion he needs to die in the forbidden realm of gridiron to <laughs> To get cleared for playing. <laughs> Everybody get on your barbarian costumes. We're going to have to act it out. I kind of want Shutter Island like, a, like a modern day sequel that like plays it completely straight horror now. Again, that's where there's just like, uh, well, but yeah. it's, it doesn't have like giant football men. Like if you picture Sucker Punch, but like instead it. of the girls, it's yeah. like giant football men. Oh, and that would it. be hilarious. That is that's way better. Yo, fucking greenlit. Let's do it. You know what it could use? Uh, a bear. Just a loose bear. Loose bear! Yeah. <laughs> and Yacht Rock. We need the Yacht Rock yeah. in there. We need to bring right. back Yacht Rock. Single-handedly. Ah, <laughs> uh, Only he, he comes back to reality. Only he has the ring. So was it all a dream? Don't think about oh, it. Don't shit. do it. Don't think about it for a second. Because it all falls apart. 
God. Her, his friends are like, why do you have a ring? We didn't win yet. We're still <laughs> in the game. That ring also exists in our dimension, and we have to get it from... This doesn't work at all, man. Yeah. Well, it's well, not the even ring... the same ring, because it says Masters of the Yeah, Gridiron. it's not it's a not Super like Bowl the, ring. The championship ring. <laughs> so he's got a, he won that instead. That's his consolation prize. And then a sweet fucking credit sequence plays as each each player appears with their screen with their headshot inside the ring inside the jewel of the ring alongside their fantasy counterpart name uh that they perfect turn into every time they get a concussion i'm assuming they all share (laughs) i think that's how that works this these are fucking these people don't have free time these are this is 20 celebrity millionaires with wives and families in between like intense training schedules like this is something like 14 year olds find time to make and, and and even then, not with not with well, the blind taken enthusiasm. Well, can longer than one day, right? I think like, it was. Not, yeah, this is not like yeah, you know I six weeks of shooting. Well, I read it was a two day shoot, which is still kind of a lot. Gonna say it was only two the days, day but is just yeah. him wrestling the bear, <laughs> just slow dancing with the bear all day. I guess we got to keep filming this. It feels uh starting to feel like pornography now. Like See, they it's, they missed so many jokes because. The thing to do is like, okay, he's back in the real world and he sits up and he's like, okay, let's get back in the game. And then there's the bear is there and he's like, whoa. (laughs) And that's where they do the last Boy Scout scene where they just hand it to the bear and he runs across the field and mauls somebody. That's when the shotgun comes out. (laughs) And it all comes together, baby. Anyway, I found a USA Today article that says this was a huge success and immediately sold out of all 40,000 copies they made. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, so they were selling it on like VHS? It on VHS. Like as a like a mixtape. Oh so you could own it forever. I like yeah, you got you got people willing to do that on this podcast. I, I wouldn't imagine. They in 1986, yeah, you found 40,000 people. Uh, the season started, they made this at the start of the season, and the season was going really well for the Browns. They made the AFC Championship with the Broncos, uh, where fucking John Elway destroyed them with a play so famous it has a name. Like, you can just Google the drive, and it will bring up this series of plays in the fourth quarter, where they ran back 98 yards to tie at the fourth quarter and then won in overtime, just fucking completely demolishing and humiliating them. And uh, which is bad enough that that's that happened after they made this embarrassing but wonderful film at the start of it to announce how good they were going to do. Uh, but but Lawless, uh, Bob, Bab's wife, did not tell him what she'd been doing, just like she hadn't been telling anybody what she'd been doing every step of the way. <laughs> she had been orchestrating a huge distribution deal again behind his back, behind the Browns back, behind it, unbeknownst oh, okay. to anybody. And it would all be triggered if they won this game, if they won the AFC. And Mike, <laughs> Bab, Mike Bab says, after the first Denver game, Lawless is really distraught. And I remember her. Tell, I remember telling her, "Honey, it's okay. We'll get him next year." And she tells me, "We just lost a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars signing bonus and ten percent of national and international distribution." That's when I punched the windshield out. <laughs> <laughs> so negative four hundred dollars charity. So like they're 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 losing that game. Like the charity guys are like, oh, <laughs> so united ways. Like sorry, kids. I oh, love Lola so much. Yeah. I love her so seems, much. Just seems weird. He's so upset about money. That's for somebody else. Is all. 
Right. Like that. That's this is what I mean by like I don't think that money's going to charity. Yeah, I think some of it. I think maybe the initial run was flagged for charity, and this run was gonna not was just gonna go to them. Uh, but yeah, she's done the little finger thing in the background this whole time, just masterminding <laughs> this plan that would have made them millions of dollars if Amazing. it had all worked out. And who's the guy who's like watched this tape? And was like, I will distribute this, but only if they win the game. This is a good idea, and I will put my name on it, but only under these conditions. That's a great point, is that there's a fucking a devil's bargain in here. I didn't even think about that, but who is the... It's got to be the Lord of the League. It's got to be the guy they based that on with his evil robe. (laughs) This talks like Tiny Tim. Tim. So many holes in this story. So we have to believe that that Lawless made this deal happen. No one, she didn't tell anyone about it. Uh, and it was all predicated on them winning the AFC championship, something no other film deal has ever hinged on. And it's an insane, uh, an insane amount of money, $250,000 plus 10% of what international distribution, which sounds like someone who doesn't know what that means would call it. And but would then also, he also, it was also an punched out a windshield. Deal. Yes, uh, an absurd deal. Uh, being, and anyway, and, and he punched out a windshield when he heard the news, which I, I think is uh, unlikely. <laughs> it's but the perfect end to a confusing yeah. and unlikely story. Uh, <laughs> next time, of course, on the 1-900-HOT-DOG Sports Zone, uh, we'll be talking about the Cleveland Browns again, uh, who did this same fucking thing two years later with a movie called DT and Dog Territory. It was a sci-fi action movie they made about what? the Cleveland Browns returning a tiny dog alien to his home planet. What? Yes, I'm glad you asked. The dog alien is played by a little person in beagle makeup. Oh, God. Oh, play the battle! Oh, that's weird. It's weird that that one came up again when what I was really looking for was... Wait, no, that's not right either. <laughs> Wait. No, it's right. It's right, baby. I'm not even going to be on the podcast, but now I have to go watch it. So long, I'm not turning it off. Keep it going.
been too much violence, too much pain. None here without sin, but I have an honorable compromise. Just walk away. Give me your artifacts, hot dog supremes. Give me your sexy sci-fi photo shoots, your horrifying secret comics, and the whole untubed sausage compound, and I spare your lives. Just walk away. I will give you safe passage in the wasteland. Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Three Finger Louie, put down your boomerang and go. Aaron Crosston, Adrian H, Aiden Moore, Alpha Scientist Javo, just walk away. Unandy, is your Heathcliff truly worth dying for? Just walk away. Andreas Larsen, you could live. You could have children. You could eat them. Just walk away. Armando Nava, Badger, Benjamin Sironin. There are so many dogs in the wasteland. You could pet them all. Just walk away. Bim Tolzer, Brandon Garlock, Brian Saylor, Brianne Whitney. You would be a champion in the Thunderdome. Just walk away. Brockway loves the meat millie. Burrito mouth. Cyril. Rev. Look at this sweet dune buggy Rev. You can have it. Just walk away. Chance McDermott. Look at that sweet dune buggy. You can still catch Rev and take it. Just walk away. Chris Brower. Curious Glare. Dan B. Devin the Rogue Supreme. I know a place with all the dog food you can eat. Just walk away. Dean Costello, Donald Finney, Dr. Awkward, Eric Spalding. My war party is badly in need of gimps. Do you have a gimp resume? Just walk away. Fancy Shark, Jellaho, Greg Cunningham, Hambone, Haraka, you oh. Haraka's already gone. Good job, Haraka. See, he walked away. Javi Penguini. There are two mannequins over that hill. Both girls. You could make them kiss. Just walk away. Hot Fart. Jaber Al Aiden. Jeff Orasky. John Dean, your battle wagon is mighty. Everyone respects a radio flyer in the wasteland. Just roll away. John Hector McFarland, John Minkoff, Josh Fabian, Joshua Graves. It would be a shame to destroy that mullet. Just walk away. Josh S. Ken Paisley, if you go, I will give you Joshua Graves' mullet. Just walk away. K&M, M. Jahi Chappelle, Mac Miserable. Do you want to be stripped naked and strapped to my war chariot? If not, just walk away. If so, just walk away. We can work it out. Matt Riley, Max Baroy, Michael Lair, Michael Wells, just hop away. I am sorry we ate your leg. You can still hop away. Mickey Lohman, Mike Stiles, Moju. Indeed. Neil Bailey, the wasteland needs lovers. Just walk away. Neil Schaefer, Nick Ralston, 
Ozzy Olin, have you seen Barter Town? They have pig races there. It's adorable. Just walk away. Patrick Herbst, Rain Vargas, Rhiannon, Sarkovsky, Sean Chase, Spotty Reception, you don't have to die like your father, butt naked and upside down in a catapult. Just walk away. Supernaut, Ted H, Thomas Cavazos, life is precious and the dead cannot whip, they cannot nay-nay. Just walk away. Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tom Sakula, Tommy, Waylon Russell, we all read your poetry out here. Everyone, we all read it, right? It's like really good. It makes us feel ways about rivers and old broken guitars and stuff. Just walk away. Yosarian, just walk away. We hate to see you leave, but we love to watch you just walk away. I await your answer. You have a full day to decide. You will be safe in the wasteland. Except for you, John McCammon. You're so fucking dead, John McCammon. Oh my god, we... John McCammon. You're, you're fucked, John McCammon. You, you can try to walk away. It will not work. You're so fucking dead.